Welcome back to Postscript. My name is Dave. I am one of the pastors at Compass Point, and with me today again is Paul Eastwood. We have had a little bit of a break. Um, yeah, we no did kidding. something different over the summer, and then, you know, just pandemic life. We didn't get back in in the fall, but here we are in January, still in the pandemic, and we are back at Postscript. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, thanks for getting this going again and uh, turning on the machine and getting it all rolling because I feel like this is a really good topic for us to jump into in Postscript, especially yeah. since I think people have ideas and thoughts or questions and and I hope that this is an opportunity for you to engage if you're listening. Yeah. Um, you know, send us uh, you know kind of some ideas or thoughts or questions, and we'd love to mm-hmm. dig into them because there's so much uh, when it comes into the you know comes to the topic that we want to touch on today. Yeah, and and that topic we're you know January starting a new series uh, called How to Read Your Bible, How to Read the Bible, yeah, um, because it is the Bible, not your Bible alone, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and and. Obviously, the Bible is something that's pretty important to us. It is in our church name. Uh, it is something that kind of drives everything. But Paul, give me give me a little, um, yeah, a little bit of a rundown. What, why are we doing this series now? What's important about it? What are the things that that get you excited? Yeah, you know, you know, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, I mentioned on Sunday that the. One of the things that's so interesting is that during the pandemic, uh, the Barna Group uh, did an American study and found out that people are reading it less these days. Mm, and yeah. there's a part of us that thinks, hey, wait, I've been home and I'm, you know, maybe people are picking it up more. Eh, not so much. No. Um, so it's a good time to kind of jump back into this. But the Bible itself is just an amazing book. And, you know, I know um, a French uh, philosopher, Voltaire, uh, was mm. quite critical of Christianity. And he said that within a hundred years of his lifetime, the Bible would be gone and yeah. would be replaced by modern philosophy, you know? And, and so he, he kind of took that approach and then, and, you know, after he died, um, there's really interesting stories about his, uh, his own premise, uh, premises, like where he lived was being used mm. to print Bibles and things. Yeah. And, uh, but, but regardless, uh, here we are today, the Bible still resonates. It's still, you know, touches at our hearts and our minds. It challenges us. It encourages us. And, um, and you know, like I just, I just find it a fascinating book and I find it so interesting that it's on everybody's shelf. Mm. Um, and yet I hear many times, well, statistically speaking, uh, if you're listening to this, some of you have uh, trouble reading it sometimes. And, and I know I have trouble reading it sometimes. Um, and so it's a, it's a good topic to jump into. So that's why we're here. And, and, uh, hopefully over the next four weeks, we're going to really, you know, kind of dive into these big ideas. So. Well, and the and the Bible is such a uh, such a wild book in variety, right? It's written in three different languages over thousands of years by yeah. many different authors in many different styles. Um, and and you know, beyond that, of course, we think it's the Word of God. We yeah. we believe that it is um, uniquely positioned to show us more about God and who He is and how He interacts with us than anything else. So we think it's incredibly important. Yeah. Um, and and you know it it isn't easy because it's complicated and there's lots going on but at the same time we believe that it is accessible that we can all read it and should all read it right um, so so talk to me a little bit we you, you talked this morning uh, this this first week about uh, careful listening mm-hmm. um, what what does that mean when it yeah. comes to the Bible and and how to like if if I'm uh, if I'm an amateur Bible reader and I find it largely confusing and difficult, how do I listen carefully if I don't know what's going on? Yeah. And, and, and I think 
that I think is at the crux of all of this. And it, I, I started, so really the idea of listening carefully is, is, is almost about kind of turning our attention, slowing down, mm. creating some space, getting some silence and actually allowing things to kind of sink in and really yeah. sort of work with them. So what I shared on Sunday was this uh, parable of the sower and the seeds. And it's a classic one that everybody hears about. And I, I'll, I'll just mention again, I said this before, but the fact that this is the first parable that both that all like Matthew, Mark and Luke, they all record this parable. And it's yep. the first one that Jesus uses to teach. And he mm. begins with this idea of anyone who has hear, ears, let them hear. And what he's basically saying is pay attention, listen carefully. And, and I said in, on Sunday that I thought was really interesting is that the story, like parables can either obscure or reveal truth, depending on whether we are open to hearing what they have to say. When Jesus yeah. kind of has this thing about, you know, hearing they may not hear and listening they may not listen, all this stuff. And you're thinking, Wait, why, why is he talking in parables? Is he just trying to confuse people? But I think this is really important. Stories, they can either obscure truth or they can reveal it in some really powerful ways if mm-hmm. we're open to listening. And guess what? The whole Bible, it's a story, right? From beginning to end. And so when we jump in, this idea of listening has to be the first step because you're right, it's confusing and sometimes it's obscure and it's hard to understand the language, all this stuff. But for us, it's this idea of like, okay, if we either choose to like say, no, I'm done and back out or Mm. we dig in. And it's just like the parables. If people were willing to dig in, they would hear amazing truth. And I think that it's kind of cool that God didn't just like give us a PowerPoint presentation about what faith's all about. He yeah. told it in poetry and stories and all this stuff. And it requires us to dig in and to listen carefully. So that's where we went. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I think there's something um, really in this cultural moment, in this season we've been living in, right? Uh, um, there's kind of been more talk about truth and alternate truth and facts and and how to how to convince people of things and and what is real and what isn't um, right. We're we're divided. We're divided as a world in ways that we haven't been in a long time. And uh, our impression that like fact is fact is kind of being challenged. And and the question is what is what is truth? Um, and I one of the courses I took when I was doing my master's was on on the parables taught by Eugene Peterson and he talked about. Um, how parables tell it slant, um, how the, like we kind of think that truth and reality comes to us head on. It's like a, like a math equation or a science textbook, right? A plus B equals C. Um, and often the things that matter most actually come at a slant. Um, they require us to listen differently. Um, and the Bible is full of, I mean, you know, parables are one of the styles in the Bible, but you're right. the, The Bible as a whole is this, is this giant, story um yeah and and to to be able to put it together we have to listen carefully we have to engage our minds but we also have to engage our hearts and we have to engage our um even our surroundings when we come to the bible right they matter d- deeply yeah uh, how do we how do we focus in so you you talked a bit uh, yeah, yeah i was going to jump in there because i think you're right and there's this there's this really cool like so one of the stories that jesus told he often talked about the kingdom and one of the stories he tells about a guy who's like walking through a field and he stubs his toe on something and he looks down and he finds this treasure and it's really cool. And so instead of, you know, taking the treasure or whatever, he goes and buys the whole field and then he goes mm-hmm. and finds the treasure again and all this kind of stuff. The point is, and he, and he sells everything he has in order to get this treasure. And the point is that, that this truth that we have in front of us is a treasure and it's worth mm-hmm. looking into and searching for and digging into 
And I think that there's something there's something so powerful about what you're saying that that when we actually take the time to listen and 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 go deep into what we're experiencing, it um it actually there's it's really rewarding because things mm-hmm. start to emerge and it's like this is amazing, right? So, anyways, yeah. I I just want to like that idea of like searching after it as treasure is something that that Jesus taught about a lot when it came to how we understand the kingdom, and so that's where this goes, right? Yeah. Um, oh, there's so many things. Let me yeah. let me go back to what I was saying. Right, you right, you right. talked to, talked about microwaves uh, on Sunday, and we've had this conversation before, but maybe you you haven't uh, joined us on Postscript. So one of the weird things about um, me and our family, um, yeah, and Rachel, and this is both functionally because we don't have counter space, and philosophically, we don't own a microwave. Yeah. Um, and you talked this week about how your microwave broke, and you found yourself, you know, you put your coffee in the microwave, but it's broken, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we kind of live in a microwave world, right? I, I know even my reading habits this year, I've probably read more news articles in the past year or two than I ever have before, as yeah. in I've started more news articles. Yeah, uh, I am becoming notoriously bad at finishing things, right? I kind of read the first three paragraphs and I'm like, yeah, I got enough of that. Um, and totally. that's like I, information. I want it microwaved. I want it in tidbits. I want it quickly. Um, and that's, it's hard to do listen carefully if if i'm trying to do everything quickly so how to like um how do you fight microwave reading if i can say that how do you how do you approach the bible uh more like a slow cooker yeah and so i i would say two things one is that this is the end game like Mm -hmm. there's there's sort of like um there's a like I don't want people to feel bad about whatever opportunity they have. Like if you mm-hmm. can only yep. fit in a few moments, what I said on Sunday and I would I would continue I think this is the the t- the key takeaway for all of us. Be a little better at reading today than you were yesterday. Mm. Be a little bit better at reading this week than you were last week or this month than you were last yep. month. And and I think that that's the goal. Like if you are not reading at all, just read something. And mm-hmm. and and it may feel a little bit like microwaving, but mm. what I'm saying is that microwaving is not where we end, right? So the first thing yeah. is, you know, be where you're at. And if that's a little bit of reading that, you know, whatever. But when it comes to the getting to the slow cooker part, that's a good question. Um, you know, for me, what I've found is that is, you know, setting aside time and then allowing that time to to run out and not be like, you know, checking your watch and like, am I done yet? Am I done mm. yet? Am I done yet? You know, um, even, you know, forcing yourself to just kind of stay a little longer, even if it's just, you know, 30 seconds more or whatever it happens to be. It's almost yeah. like, um, you know, you and I have been um, uh, been been in the midst of dog training over the last little while. And I'm sure yeah. that that's you know, I'm getting all my illustrations from dog training these days. But one of the things that I I know you're aware of and and we've been working on is is the idea of like, um, you know, kind of like that, um, what's the word? Kind of like the self-control a little bit where you kind of, you give them a kibble and you kind of say, just wait and and try Mm -hmm. to get them to learn to like, not just jump at it, a little bit of impulse control. Yeah. And so impulse control, control, I think, is something that we can work on too. And we can actually train ourselves, right? Mm. Like, okay, don't put a timer, don't watch your watch, you know, like start kind of like training yourself that way. Yeah. And we've become so much more aware in the past couple of years at how much, um, 
how much our modern world and modern technology is actually trying to train us and addict us to things, right? Totally. Social media does this. Um, Netflix, we talked about Netflix's biggest competition is our sleep, yeah. uh, right? Like there's, there's all kinds of things working on us. And I know like we, talking about dogs, uh, we have both discovered like, man, dogs are this, this wonderful, difficult, all consuming thing that kind of teach you to be present in a really cool way, but also like, I was okay. I last year was a great year for me reading the Bible. I did the Bible through a year with more consistency than I've ever done it until I got a dog. Yeah. Uh, and then the dog kind of consumed everything in my life. And, um, you know, I uh, didn't quite finish the Bible. I'm still planning on it, but yeah, um, I've got a little bit of the new Testament left, which is, it's too bad. Uh, so like, yeah. How do you, how do you deal with both the necessities of life, things like children and work yeah. and eating and, and being in relationship with people, which is good, but also make the Bible a priority. Um, what, uh, I mean, even can you walk me through in different seasons of your life? What does that look like or what, yeah. what have helpful things been? Yeah, good. That's, that's a great question. And we've actually, so one of the things that we're kind of moving into right now is is um, is this idea of rule of life. It's something mm. that we've been talking about as a church. And if you don't totally understand it, don't worry, we're going to keep talking about it. But basically, we're talking about the idea of the fact that we're being formed into something. And so being intentional about what's forming us um, is what we've been talking about a little bit. And reading is one of those things. So yeah. what I would say is, um, instead of trying to start new things, think about the things that you're already doing and see right. how you can do them differently. So for me, one of the things that was interesting is I'm about a year ahead of you with the whole dog thing. And yep. um, what the dog has made me do is get up earlier, first of all, and yep. secondly, spend a lot more time outside um, mm -hmm. walking, right? So walking has become a new part of my life. So what, we've, what I've been thinking about is how can I capture that time and use it differently? And, mm. you know, I've heard of many people who've uh, used audio versions of the Bible to listen to it while they're either walking or while they're before they go to sleep or whatever yep. it happens to be. Um, you know, taking the time that we already spend doing things and recapturing that time, whether it's through an audio book or something like that, um, is, I think, a, a good way to get started on some of this stuff um, yeah. rather than trying to create new habits. But I would say I also found for me, I found journaling was a good thing for me for part of my life. Um, uh, probably the time that I was in the word the most was when I was journaling on a regular basis. And yep. I loved that. Just a simple journal, one page. I didn't have to, you don't have to have dates on everything, but just like, you know, quick, like read through a section and put down mm -hmm. one scripture verse, uh, yep. take the time to write it out. Some of those things have been really helpful for me too. Um, yep. And then finally, I would say the, the biggest thing for me is in, engaging other people in the process. Hmm. So I've read best when I include other people. And okay. when we do it, when I do it with other people, I can keep each other, we keep each other accountable and stuff, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I, like, I mean, same kind of thing. Even part of my success from last year, pre-dog, yeah. uh, and even post-dog to some extent. Um, so Rachel and my wife and I did it together. Uh, and yeah. we used the, the, the Bible... Uh, it was the Bible Project reading plan in the Bible app, in the yeah. version app. Um, one of the things that was super helpful is that uh, there are these wonderful videos that the Bible Project does, and they actually like, so it, it takes a bit more time, but we watched a 10-minute video before we jumped into pretty much every book of the Bible. Yeah. Um, and that kind of opened things up in a new way, and totally. it made reading like exciting and like, oh, I'm seeing things and hearing things differently. And I mean, uh, this is coming from someone who studied the Bible <laughs> and yeah. done how many years of schooling, six years of schooling plus. Um, so like I, 
some of those things, kind of the order you do it can really help and make it more exciting. Um, and that being said, I'm this year, my Bible reading is going to look different. Um, I loved going through the Bible last year, uh, but it didn't offer even with the, so at the end of every day of reading, it kind of offered a what, what did you notice reflection question, a little mm-hmm. bit of a journaling type thing, which it was helpful. Um, but this year I'm actually going to spend less time kind of trying to get through the Bible and more time, um, contemplatively, meditatively praying through a couple of key sections and things that I want to memorize and just kind of chew on, um, yeah. and just to spend time every day. So, and, and I think it's actually good to remember, like if you're the kind of person who loves to read through the Bible in a year, um, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's really great. Uh, and if you're the kind of person who loves the history and the the background, like so good, but make sure you're not just reading to check it off the list. Make sure you're um, letting it sink into your heart. Uh, and if you're the kind of person who's really good at meditating on a verse or two, maybe, maybe it's time to um, try something a little different. I love, again, the challenge here. Um, how can you be a little better today or even this year at reading the Bible? How can you be a little more intentional, yeah. a little more engaged than you were last year? It's not, um, yeah, you, you don't have to, if, if you've never read the Bible, don't, don't feel like you need to force yourself to start right. reading the Bible a year. Yeah. Um, start somewhere and yes. do something. Um, yeah. Love that. Yeah. yeah, and I and I also think too, if you already are someone who reads the Bible um, well, I mean, if this is a habit mm-hmm. that you're already uh, really into, then I would just say do one other thing. So yeah. if you're if you're reading and you say, well, that's that's not really for me. I'm good at reading, so I'm not worried about it. Like I would mm-hmm. just say, there's always room to grow. And I'm not saying oh, do yeah. more, but I'm saying do one thing. So like you know, if you read on a regular basis, then, you know, why not, you know, end by writing out a prayer or do one thing, like maybe try to start memorizing one of the verses or something like, like little things, but just one more thing, you know? I I always find, um, I want to just temper this comment because I know it it can sound extreme. So if you're a one side or the other, um, it's fascinating when Jesus was around the people who most often got in trouble and honestly, most often didn't see Jesus for who he was, were the people who spent the most time in the scriptures. Right. Uh, And it's the same old Testament we have. Now we have the advantage of having the new Testament and understanding the story of Jesus better. Um, But it, it's funny. There's like understanding the scriptures, incredibly important. Like Paul, um, but you can you can spend a lot of time studying without meeting Jesus. Um, if you can spend a lot of time knowing things without listening carefully, uh, and that's not to say you know not not to use as an excuse to not read more, um, and not to scare people away from studying, of course. But like, what does it look like? How are you listening, and how are you getting better at that? Um, yeah, I love challenge. that. And that yeah. and that takes us really to what I talked about on Sunday, you know, to to when you look at this this um, parable of the sower and the seeds, it's all about listening. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy for us to say, well, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus, so I'm the good soil because I listen and I'm allowing it to sink in. And I think what you're getting at is that you can be reading the Bible every single day and be entirely closed off because you've yep. already made your decision. So you're you're actually the hard pack soil, right? And yeah. You know, and I think those different, the different ways that Jesus described to people that had trouble listening, it's so applicable to us today. And so mm-hmm. I would just ask that question to you. I think it's a really helpful one for everyone to be thinking about this, these questions. Like, where am I right now? Am I closed mm-hmm. off to what God has to say? Am I um, distracted? You know, am I, am I, you know, being pulled in all kinds of different directions? 
Um, and am I just like looking for the quick fix? Am I just looking for, you know, wanting the Bible to do something for me and, you know, kind of moving through it quickly. So I think, I think those things, um, you know, are easy for all of us to fall into. But there's there's one thing I wanted to ask you. I know that we're yep. you know kind of getting close to the end here. But I one of the one of the quotes that I had um, read was by a woman who's writing a book around discernment, and mm. I found it really helpful. But one of the things that she said that was that was a little bit strange is is this idea of being indifferent. Um, hmm. And I don't know how you feel about that because indifferent is such a, is a word that we often use in a negative connotation. Um, this yeah. was uh, uh, Ruth Haley Barton, and she talked yeah. about she talked about moving towards indifference. And to me, this was a, something that grabbed my attention um, mm-hmm. because I was thinking about this idea of being indifferent to all of the things that I bring to the Bible, um, yeah. and instead kind of being open to hearing from God and honestly hearing what He has to say. I don't know if, if that kind of grabbed your attention at all, but. Absolutely, right? Indifference is so often a negative thing, but I think what she's getting at is like um, being being more aware of our own agendas and our right. own biases when we come to the Bible and our own... I mean, uh, if you haven't seen the Bible used as a weapon, turn on the news. Um, totally. And, on, like, and I'm not saying one side or the other, but like all the yeah. time it's used as a weapon and it's used as a weapon to... Um, to, to Yeah, to to be a part of an agenda uh, and the, the Bible has an agenda, but it's, it's its own agenda. It's not mine. It's not yours. Yep. Um, it's the agenda of the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and oh man, it is to be indifferent to ourselves in a way yeah. uh, or, or to be indifferent to our own desires and to let yeah. the Bible shape them, to let the Bible shape us is the ultimate goal. Uh, and it's challenging. Oh, goodness. But um, I love that use of the word indifferent. Yeah, I think uh, I think so many people come, you know, if it's like, I'm going to the Bible because I need to be comforted right now. Like, I'm feeling yeah. this and I need this. And it's like, wait a second. You know what, God? I don't really care what I need. I'm just going to come and listen and be available. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. want to know what you have to say. And not that those sections in the back of Bible where you look up, what do I do when I'm, you know, oh, have yeah. a problem with relationships or what have you, um, those are helpful. But um again, the Bible is a story and it's a unified story made up of all different parts. And how do we, how do we listen carefully to, uh, to it uh, wherever we are? Um, man, such a good challenge. Uh, and Paul, we are out of time. I yeah. got man postscript. I love being back. I love these conversations we get to have. Um, if you as a listener are thinking, uh, what is this? Or I've got questions or uh, you didn't really address something I want to talk about. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to read the Bible for the next couple of weeks. And we would love to hear from you. We would love to be able to engage uh, with whatever you want us to. Um, and, and we're hoping that these things are just a helpful way for you to um, post script, post our, our sermon and kind of hearing um, from the word, uh, engage a little deeper and to get into some of the practical stuff and some of the wrestles that, that we all have with these things. So we would love uh, to engage with you. Paul, any, any closing words here? The simple thing is we have a God who speaks. And the big question that I, I wanted us to be thinking about this week is, are you listening? I love it. Thanks for listening along. We'll be back next week with more Postscript. Postscript.